Hey everybody, it's Natasha. It's been a while. Um, this is Going With The Flow. Um, today is episode four. It's crazy to believe that this journey started only a couple of months ago when um, the whole pandemic began and it kind of got a little stump in the road, but I'm back at it. So I'm very happy. I hope everyone out there Um, enjoys listening the goal of this podcast was to reach one soul and it has reached more than one so I am so blessed and I'm so glad this was a little hobby of mine something to just spread to the world especially through these times um, to talk about things that we all go through that we kind of don't want to talk about and some things that we go through but we're just like All right, let me keep this a secret. No one feels the same way. And if you look left to right, y'all, everyone is going through what you're going through, just in a different way. And what a better way to spread this um, experience, this weird, odd experience I had the last three years. And um, from my lowest, lowest, lowest to now... I would say my highest right now and I just wanted to spread that love and that joy and share those things that I went through so this is episode four now for the title I'm gonna be honest with you guys I don't know I was um, there was a lot of tugging within myself of what should I name it what shouldn't I name it what should I say what I shouldn't say Um, a lot of praying you guys of Um, A lot of conversations with God asking, should I or shouldn't I? Um, What should the name be? What the name shouldn't be? And I think I finally came up with the name of, um, well, it first began with um, from fearing God to falling in love with God. And um, then I switched it up a bit and I said, from religious abuse to falling in love with God. And um, this is going to be a very juicy topic. It's going to be one of those things that nobody wants to talk about. It's going to be that thing that we do talk about it, but there may be some people offended by it. And um, I was, you know, talking with my husband and this is a personal journey of my life. It's a personal journal. So I should be as open as I want, um, as closed as I want. And um, just hope for the best by um, sending this out to the world. So, you know, there's something, there's something that 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 word, religious abuse, and it's something I'm gonna dive a little deeper into during the this episode. But um, I just wanted to throw that out there that I'm gonna be as open as I want to be, you know, and as I can, you know, without offending anybody and hurting anybody. This is my personal life and this is the journey I went through. So, you know, there's that thing that people always want to throw out, out, out at us that, you know, or that idea that we even grow within ourselves that God will not, will come down to us and struck us by lightning, lightning the moment we sin. And it's something that time after time, people of this world want to tell us they want to to bring into us that oh my gosh you are sinning god doesn't like that god doesn't god is watching you he doesn't like that and they want to condemn you for the things that you do and you don't do the actions you are doing 
those people are condemning you for it. And the God that is mighty and high above us, he's the one that sent his only son to die for our sins. Um, he's the one that, you know, said, hey, I'm sending the one thing I love the most for you because I love you too. And yet we have this I ideology in our head that God is going to come and kill us for our sins. Sometimes we are so stuck in that ideology and interpreting and people interpreting the Bible and what the word says, the rules and the ideology that we forget, you know, God is still love. Above all of these rules and these ideology and commandments, he is still love. He is still the one that loves us. He is still the one that um, brought, came down and sent his son to die for us. And, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying in this podcast that no, you, you, you should not fear God. That's not true. We, we all need to have a fear to God, but it all needs to be a healthy fear. It needs to be a respectful fear. So instead of fearing God out of fear, I guess I'm saying, um, start fearing him out of love. Um, start falling in love with God. Let, let me throw out that word that I was talking about in the beginning that I was like, eh, I don't know if I should bring it out or not, but that word is religious abuse so for the first time I heard it I was like oh my gosh that makes sense I've never heard that term before and when I heard it I was like wow religious abuse there are people out there walking and abusing other Christian people and showing religious abuse and calling it religion when it's actually abuse and abuse is the term we hear with many contexts behind it. You know, you'll hear emotional abuse. That's when someone is verbally abusing you or always throwing constant criticism to you, intimidation, or even manipulation. Which, crazy enough, that's found in religious abuse too. Then there is the mental abuse. This is when the victim clings on the judgment or the abuser and that's the one that I really call to when we think of religious abuse. Then, of course, we have our physical abuse that we hear of every day when the abuser is physically hurting a victim. But when we, we go back to that um, mental abuse, this is when the victim clings on to the judgment or of the abuser for every decision and move they make. That is just crazy to me, y'all. The fact that when the this is the true definition, if you Google right now, mental abuse, that is the true definition. When an abuser, the victim, or I'm sorry, when the victim wants to cling on to the, the abuser's decision and every movement they make, they need to make sure they're doing it because what would that person say? What would that person think of them? How would they think of them? Would they criticize, criticize them? Will they condemn them? Will they judge them? And I was at that point in my life that I was no longer making my own decisions for me most days. I would always tell myself, wow, if I wear this skirt, what would they think? Well, 
if I do this, what will they think of me? If I say this, what will they think of me? Instead of me just saying, who cares? If I wear jeans, God loves me. If I wear a short skirt, God loves me. You know, if I wear tights to a Sunday service, God loves me. And instead of having that ideology of how I look, how I talk, how um, I'm dressed, it does not bring me to the love of God. That is not what brings me to the love of God. And, but I was told, you know, God hates when you do this, or God doesn't like when you do this, or God will judge you at the end if you do this. I was told things like that. And I believe it. I truly believed it. And I believed that God disliked those, those choices that I made. And yes, would he put me to death for it though? No. I mean, yes, God will, will say, Hey, like, you know, what you're doing, like, I'm not, I'm not saying sin is okay. I'm not, I'm not speaking it. I'm not. What I'm saying is, is that you will not be put to death for that because that ultimate price was already paid. So if that price was already paid, why is it okay for that person to condemn you if God is not condemning you? And, um, that's really what I'm trying to get out here. And I promise you guys, I try to live a good life. I really do. I, I thank my parents for the way they raised me because I think I live an upright, great life. Um, never gave them teenage problems. Um, never was, you know, doing things I wasn't supposed to be doing. I always lived a great life. And even then I was being watched and judged by other Christians and non-Christians too. It, it was the craziest thing. And they were telling me they loved me. And then when you do one bad decision, boom, like that, you are no longer loved by that person. There you are now marked. You are now just nothing to them. You are no longer a Christian in their eyes. You are judged. You are condemned. And it's no longer love. It's all judgment and criticism. And um, I was called many things. Um, you know, and like I said, there's a lot of things I edited out of this podcast. But I was called, um, you know, the enemy once um, in somebody's life. And that shattered me because of one thing that I did. And it was already told, like, no, you are the devil. Like, literally, like, fingers were pointed at me and I was told I was the devil for something. And it was shattering, guys. It, it saying that it broke me was an understatement I mean it is an understatement I cried morning and night I experienced more panic attacks than ever and then I hit that depression that depression that started this podcast that depression that um pulled me down under the mud the depression I dug myself out of with the help of God of course but that one word that that one person said to me and and once you hit that depression people around you Christians and non-Christians 
They'll say, well, you must be doing something wrong. Oh, sweetie, you need to pray. Just pray, 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 pray. You must be doing something wrong. And um, I was um, even told, you know, being outside of the church is the reason you're in your depression. And um, just tells you, well, have you prayed? And you're like, I have prayed. And then they're like, oh, well, you know, you may not be praying right I'm just like what um that's just crazy to me is when someone just brings that up to you and this is where that religious abuse is seen all around the world around you and you are told you are hated by God or you are told that God doesn't like it when you're not in church or um God doesn't like it when you sin um sometimes it's not as clear as that you know and sometimes religious abuse um you may have experienced it but not in that form the way i have you know original uh religious abuse can be grooming and and very effortless it takes loving you and and you know grabbing you and pulling you in and, and flowering you with love but then that moment you are sinning it's like all right we love you less okay um we'll keep you at arm's length and then when you do something else all right um we can't be around you anymore or let me push you a little bit more like as if you are you are now the bad evil person when just newsflash to everyone out there we all sin and we all do bad things in the world um, we're all made of flesh. Just just a news flasher for everyone listening that you're not perfect. So try not to condemn other people by pushing them little by little away because what they did, you didn't really like it. Or uh, let me love you less because you did this or you did that. And it's funny that I talked to, um, I throughout the years of experiencing this, I talked to a few people and they have felt that in some sort of way. They they have experienced that whether it be within church, without with outside of church, with family members or any any form of that, they've experienced religious abuse. And I found a lot of similarities um talking to people about my experience there was a lot of similarities with their experiences and it's just crazy how everything fits in and and it saddens me still to this day that um after so many years these people still cling onto words that were told to them after all these years the hurt that they still have and um i always ask myself when will i get over this you know, they say time heals all wounds, right? But I'm just like, come on, God, this wound has been there for way too long. And I ask myself, hmm, is there going to be a day where I wake up and that's not on my mind anymore? And I know there will be a day. I'm still not there. But um, talking to people, it's just crazy how it's been more than 10 years even. And they're still have that deep hole in their heart and that just sends someone so down there and really just a news another 
red news flash alert to everyone is be careful what you say to people. Um, those things do stay with them. Be careful how you um, judge others. Um, a lot of people like to throw it, and I, I didn't hear this till recently, but um, you can't judge people or judge a book by its cover. And um, this is true. You you really can't. Your, your judgment is not welcome into that person's life. The really the the only person that can judge is the one God Almighty, right? So what what role do you have to judge? But the Bible does say and where it's at, I don't know. But the Bible does say that you do need to correct the actions of others if if you notice that it's um harming them or um it's not in the righteous path of a christian person yes but it doesn't say to condemn them and and not love them and and push them away right there's um there's a loving way to do it just the same way that your mother corrects you for um touching something in the store you're not supposed to be touching you know it's either a little slap in the hand or you know a a a stern no but at the end of the day your mom still tucks you in at night and she still she still gives you that good night kiss and she'll still read that story to you at them and at night um and you still know that she loves you even after that that stern no or that slap in the hand and with people that um that like the abuser I guess I could say and religious abuse the abuser um they they slap you in the hand for it right but then when they tuck you in at night they remind you hey you remember earlier when I slapped you in the hand for that don't do it again because then tomorrow I won't tuck you in tonight something crazy like that I know it's a stupid an- analogy or whatever or a comparison but something as easy as that they're they're like all right I slapped you earlier in the hand for what you did now tomorrow if you do it again I'm not tucking you in in bed anymore or you're not allowed to go to the store with me anymore something like that and that that is just something that needs to be out in the open nobody wants to talk about it because it happens a lot more than you guys think it's crazy over these three years the people i've talked to people i've never talked to before and they're just like oh my gosh that happened to me like or oh my gosh i experienced something similar and it's so crazy y'all it just it just drives me crazy that people do not want to step within churches because of this like these are people's souls that the abusers are are pushing away. These are people's souls that are going down in the ground because you want to condemn them for what they did and didn't do. It's crazy. You know, there's one thing that we as followers need to do and it's bring souls to Jesus and make disciples of the world and spread the gospel, right? But some people want to spread the gospel, use their own ideology and use religious abuse and religious rules to lose those souls in the world i don't know about you but if you're losing souls in this life you are not doing god's work i'm sorry you're not if you continuously keep losing souls then you are not doing god's work instead of that person leaving 
for whatever reason and not communicating with them anymore because they did something bad, you are losing a soul and you need to gain that soul back because we are not here to condemn anyone. We're not here to tell anybody what they're doing right or wrong. We are here to spread love and spread that Jesus is the one and only savior. And like I said, once I experienced that feeling of that what was happening to me, it was eating me so much inside. I told myself I shouldn't be feeling this way. I shouldn't have these feelings. And the moment where it really clicked to me, and this is what I'm getting at, you know, and this is what I'm really getting at is when you need to fall in love with Jesus. And this is where it changed everything for me. I was at a family event and I was holding back the tears. I was just sitting there holding back every tear, everything I had in me. And my aunt looked at me and she she looked at me and she said, Natasha, you are shattered. You are broken. I can literally see you broken and the only thing that can fix that is Jesus that's all she said she didn't tell me Natasha you're no longer in church um of course you're gonna be feeling this way um she never said that well Natasha what did you expect you were the one doing that you know you were the one that put yourself in that situation she never said that she never condemned me she never um faulted me for anything that I did all she said was the only person to fix you right now is Jesus. And she said, go to one service, one Sunday service at my church. That's it. She's like, if you don't like it, that's fine. But I want you to go to one. And I promised her and I committed to one Sunday service. And I went, given I hadn't been in church for, I want to say about four months, four months, five months, I had not stepped into church again. And um, she said, you know, just come to one service. And that's exactly what I did. And exactly that. I fell in love with Jesus. I walked into the service. I didn't care about what I was wearing. I didn't care if I had makeup on. My hair. Who cared about my hair? (laughs) Um, I didn't care about that brother or sister in church or looking at me a certain way none of them knew um, my past Um, none of them condemned me for you know I shared plenty of testimonies at my church now and none of them you know condemn me for those actions they're very loving they listen and um, that's exactly what I did I fell in love with Jesus You know, the moment that you fall to the feet of Jesus, start reading the book on your own, not taking what the ideology of a church or um, a certain person tells you, and you start reading it on your own and studying it on your own. You see that there are things in between the lines that you were told a certain way, and they're not true. And um, you you start building a relationship with him. And just like any relationship, you need it to grow. You need it to nurture. And um, you you start to build something so beautiful that you are no longer feeling guilty of your past. 
you understand that you're being accepted for who you are no matter what and then you realize wow god's the only person that can do that no one else in this world will accept you completely for who you are i can tell you that now not your husband, not your wife, not your mom, not your dad. Your mom can say, I love you so, 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 so much, and you're the best child in the world, but they're still going to point out your flaws. They're still going to tell you what you're doing right or doing wrong. That I can tell you now. <laughs> so God is the only one that will um, completely accept you for who you are. Even those sinful acts that you do or those those mistakes that you are fallen in the flesh when i say fallen in the flesh um means that there are things in this world that we are going to do um because that we're going to continue to fight with and the moment you fall don't worry get back up because god got god got you god has no god got you that's what i want to say but god in real seriousness, God will pick you up and he, he really does. He's holding you up and he'll pick you up. You know, he'll, um, if you scraped your knees, you know, he'll, he'll, um, he'll wipe it with his hands. Um, he'll pick you up and tell you, all right, go ahead again, try it again, do it again. I'm here for you. And then he'll let you do it on your own. Right. And let's say you fall again under sin. All right. He's not going to turn around like an evil person and say, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Blah, 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 blah. He's going to pick you up, wipe off your feet and say, sweetie, well, that wasn't the correct choice. Um, you may have a consequence for it, but it's okay. I'm here for you. Let's try it again. Okay. And then it's just a constant picking up and going down. And so like I was saying in the beginning that I, I throwing out that word from a fearing God to a loving God. Yes, we, we need to have fear to God. I'm not, I'm not completely taking that away because there is a healthy fear that you need to have with, with God. And, but, but it is not a fearful fear. It is a respectful fear, meaning I respect my mother beyond anything, right? I'm not going to turn around and go to my mother and disrespect her and cuss at her, right? Or say something rude to her because I fear her. I fear her reaction. I fear what she's going to do to me, but it's a healthy fear. I'm not, you know, like, oh my gosh, I can't talk to my mom about anything because I'm too scared. Like that is just a unhealthy fear. I am in a fear of, I respect you and um, I know it was wrong. And I just want to talk to you as a loving father that you are, right? So that's what I really mean by that switch of, hey, like where you're going to fear God and, um, and stuck on ideology, stuck on the rules of Christianity, stuck on what you can and can't do, just falling in love with God all over again, right? Um, we live in this world, like I said, is flesh. So we are meant to fall over and over again on our sins. It is written in the first book of the Bible. I'm not saying turn around and go sin. No, we, we have a healthy relationship with God, a healthy relationship with the Holy Spirit that we understand that we, we need to fight those sins. We need the strength from God to fight those sins. Are we going to fall? Yes. Okay. It's going to happen. We're humans. <laughs> it's going to happen. Now, it's your job to get back up, 
with the help of God, fix it, and no, don't sin again, right? Um, that's that's what the point of it is, sin no more, right? So um, that same sin is to not be done again. And like I said, I had that fear of walking into church. I kind of still do. Oddly enough, I still have that fear of um, completely opening up to a church, um, opening up to anyone actually nowadays. And um, I know that's not what God wants. I know God wants us to be open to um, new things um, when it comes to his um, his work and his service. I know he wants us to be open to new friendships and new relationships, um, open to building his kingdom, um, ultimately open up to, you know, building, um, spreading the gospel and doing all that greatness and stuff. Love is the greatest thing out there, right? We're told that out of all things, love is the greatest of all things. So I leave you with this question that I have for you. Is love bigger and greater than ideology itself? Um, so everyone, um, I'll leave you guys with that. I hope you enjoyed. Um, stay loved, right? And um, stay safe during this time and happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thank you.